Hail, <laughs> Hail and welcome to A is for Agrimony, coffee-stained notes on witchcraft. I am your host, Margot, and this is the first episode of what I guess we'll be calling Season 2. Season 2, Episode 50, Embracing the New Year and Setting Intentions for Magic and Growth in the Year Ahead. And speaking of that, Happy New Year to all of you. I guess before I get going on the new year, I should talk about my break because I haven't talked to any of you in a good three weeks, right? I took two weeks off uh, to finish up season one as well as the year. Um, I also took the same amount of time off of work. So it was pretty amazing to be able to just not (laughs) with all the things Uh, I got to see some wonderful and amazing friends and spend time with them. I got to do some cleaning and organizing around the house, which was uh, much overdue and needed. Doesn't it feel wonderful when you just finally get some loose ends tied up and you feel like you can relax and you feel like your house, which is an extension of yourself, is more organized and therefore somehow... So is your brain, or am I the only one that functions that way? Uh, So I got to do that. Um, I did not look at a single computer screen the entire time that I was on break, which is not necessarily what I was planning on doing, but it is how things worked out, Uh, and that was beautiful. Uh, I did look at my TV screen quite a bit, though. I, uh, you know, had to have a couple days of binge-watching some things. Um, I don't even remember what I watched for the most part, except for salt burn, because that is salt burned into my brain. Oh, my goodness. Um, all in all, it was a, a beautiful uh, a couple weeks off from all the things. Uh, I feel a little bit more connected to myself, which was um, very needed. I feel I feel as though people often feel like they need a break at the end of the year before they head on into the new year. Um, really not much changes realistically from one year to the next in our day to day, but it does feel like it's nice to get some sort of reward in the form of a rest, uh, before we start a new year. So I was very happy to be able to do that. And I hope that all of you were able to do that as well. (sighs) And here we are, and I'm about to set fire to my desk because I have some incense inside of a candle and it's not, okay, it's out all as well. So the new year. Um, Most modern individuals associate the new year with January 1st, and indeed it officially is uh, in the Gregorian calendar by which most of us go by today. Uh, And yet, as witches, many of us consider Samhain to be our witches' new year because it marks the end of the harvest season and the beginning of winter in the Northern Hemisphere. Even more to the point, it's themes of transition, reflection, Um, Honoring the cycles of life and death and setting intentions for the future align closely with the concept of a new year in spiritual and magical practices. For me, uh, the winter solstice and the days that follow, which do in fact lead up to the official Gregorian New Year, have always felt like a slow old year to new year transition for me, rather than the 11.59 p.m. to 12 a.m. transition Uh, that we so widely celebrate because of the symbolic emergence of that reborn sun following the longest night of the year and the symbolism associated with this return of the light and the lengthening of the days uh, signifying hope 
and renewal and the triumph of light over darkness. This time has always felt more appropriate as the new year for me, even though it wasn't always so. The observation of the new year on January 1st has ancient roots, but has undergone various changes and adaptations throughout history. The modern Gregorian calendar, uh, the most, you know, the one that we most widely know of in the world today, with January 1st as the beginning of the new year, traces back to reforms that were made by Julius Caesar in 46 BC. And some of you may already know this, but the Roman calendar that preceded this Gregorian calendar uh, initially designated March 1st as the start of the new year. And when we consider spring as a time of rebirth and new life, it also feels like an appropriate time for a new year. Uh, In fact, it even makes more sense when you consider the names for September, October, November, and December all have root words for the numbers 7, 8, 9, and 10 in them, although they are the 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th months. Always, always boggles my mind. That's one that I like throwing out. It's my parlor trick. (laughs) Useless information. However, over time, various civilizations and cultures marked the beginning of the new year differently. For instance, ancient Egyptians celebrated the new year around the time of the flooding of the Nile. While in Babylon, the new year often began in late March during the vernal equinox. The adoption of January 1st as New Year's Day stems from the Julian calendar reforms by Caesar, which established January 1st as the first day of the year in honor of Janus, the Roman god of beginnings, transitions, and doorways. January was named after Janus, a deity depicted with two faces looking both backward and forward, symbolizing reflection on the past and the anticipation of the future. However, it's crucial to note that the shift to universally observing January 1st as the new year didn't occur instantly across all cultures and regions. It took time for this change to be widely accepted and adopted by different societies. Uh, Even today, some cultures and religions have very different days for celebrating the new year based on their traditional or religious calendars. And there are numerous folklore traditions, myths, and cultural beliefs associated with the New Year's across these various cultures worldwide and civilizations throughout history. Um, Myths and folklore often emphasized themes of renewal, luck, purification, and the transition from the old to the new. Janus in Roman mythology, which I just spoke of, depicted with uh, one face looking backwards and one face looking forward. Um, The Chinese New Year is steeped in mythology and folklore. The story of Nian, a mythical beast, explains the origin of the celebration. The Chinese believed that Nian would come out of hiding to attack people at the end of each year, and to scare Nian away, the people would use loud noises, bright colors, and firecrackers, leading to traditions that continue during Chinese New Year celebrations. Hogmanay in Scotland uh, is associated with various customs and traditions, including first footing. The first person to enter a household after midnight on New Year's Eve, known as the first footer, is believed to bring luck for the coming year. Um, And different regions have their own customs related to the first footer, often involving gifts or symbolic offerings. Nowruz, which is celebrated in many countries, including Iran and Central Asia, marks the beginning of the Persian New Year. 
The festival is rooted in Zoroastrianism and involves various rituals and traditions symbolizing renewal and rebirth. Uh, one tradition is the setting of the Haftseen table with seven symbolic items starting with the Persian letter S. And there are so numerous New Year's superstitions across cultures and throughout the world. Um, for example, in some cultures, eating a specific food like pork or black-eyed peas uh, or wearing certain colors, burning effigies or performing rituals at midnight are believed to bring good luck, prosperity, and ward off evil spirits. Very shortly after I kissed my husband, uh, you know, after ringing in the new year, I grabbed him by the hand pulled him through the kitchen while scooping up a bottle of cinnamon, poured some in his hand, poured some in my hand, stepped outside, and we both blew it in the front door. Everybody has these things that they like to do to mark the transition from the old to the new. It's quite beautiful. So whenever you prefer to acknowledge or however you prefer to acknowledge and observe the new year, I want to wish you all a happy one, whether it has passed or whether it's upon you now or if it's yet to come the feeling of transition and all that it can bring to our lives and our practices is felt strongly by me right now, especially as I transition to season two of A is for Agrimony and embark on what feels like a new adventure on this journey we're all on. Spirituality intertwines with our everyday lives, even when we observe a secular celebration such as the new year. So I wanted to talk about how we can embrace it in our practice and beyond. Because the beginning of a new year isn't just a marker on the calendar, it's a sacred opportunity to harness the potent energy of transformation, swift movement, and of course, manifestation. And as practitioners of the craft, we are to understand the significance of this juncture as ripe with possibilities and endless potential. And even if you haven't given it much thought thus far, or feel as though you missed the opportunity to do some New Year magic, ritual, or divination, you haven't. Because the feeling of transition and change comes to us all in different ways and at different times, as I've mentioned. I'm actually planning on getting cozy and doing my 12-month tarot spread this Saturday. Um, I just haven't had the space for it, and I didn't feel in the right mindset for it until what I consider to be the new year mindset had fully set in for me. I have, however, been reflecting on the past year, and maybe that's why it's taken me until now to reach the next step of looking on to the year ahead. And as I said, um, these things don't happen instantaneously. You know, for most of us, it's a process. To acknowledge our growth, honor our experiences, and release what no longer serves us from the last 12 whole months should take some time. It's like a shedding of old skin and letting go of what weighs heavy on our spirits and then making room for the new beginnings that await us will take however long it takes. So give yourself some grace if you're still processing. I know I am. And also, if you're already full speed ahead into 2024, then bravo to you as well. I'll have what you're having. <laughs> Just kidding, but bravo to you all the same. Something I did do, however, is pull my card of the year. Um, you know, I didn't realize this was going to be a very tarot-centered episode until I started typing up my notes, but I guess it is. Um, I did calculate my card of the year, which for any of you out there that would like to know how, uh, one method that I like to use is to add the number of your birth month, um, the number of your birth day, 
and 2024. And when you have that calculation, you then reduce it by adding the remaining numbers. For example, mine would be 4 plus 28 plus 2024, which is 2056. So I then add 2 plus 0 plus 5 plus 6 to get 13, which gives me the death card, which feels very appropriate right now in the spirit of endings and new beginnings and the shedding of what is no longer needed in order to make room for something new. Now, the beauty of getting a double digit number is if you can further reduce it to come up with another card. In my case, one plus three equals four. So I also get the emperor. Um, I know I've said on numerous occasions that being an Aries rising makes me feel very at home with the fiery Mars ruled emperor. I, I tend to relate to it even more than my son Taurus ruled card, which is the Hierophant in many cases. Um, and when I look at these two cards together, I get a sense that although a death card experience may await me, or although 2024 may have an overall theme of transformation, endings and beginnings, um, and the shedding of what no longer serves in order to clear the way for something new, I also feel like I will be very much in control of the situation and that my own personal power may be the major initiator in this death card scenario. Um, I don't feel compelled to shy away from or feel apprehensive about this at all. Uh, I'm intrigued and ready to see where this all leaves me in the next year. Uh, and if you decide to calculate your 2024 card, I hope you feel somewhat similar. Now, as the wheel ever turns and the sun continues to grow in strength every day, let's dive into the mystical or witchy perspective of the new year. In witchcraft, the new year, kind of like the new moon, but perhaps on a much broader scale, signifies a clean slate, a potent moment to set intentions and weave spells that align with our desires. You could be seeking abundance, love, or personal growth in the coming year. So why not start to set things in motion while the year is so young? We can start as simply as envisioning our goals or aspirations as seeds planted in the fertile soil of our intentions. With focused energy and intention, we can cultivate these seeds with rituals, spells, and sacred practices, and nurture them with real-world action as they blossom throughout the year. Maybe we want to work on ourselves, which I want to say personal growth is no overnight undertaking. And setting goals now for change by the end of this year might be exactly the pace that's necessary when it comes to, say, shadow work or personal enrichment if those are involved. This may seem a little excessive um, or even a little bit type A, but I like to make lists of things I'd like to see happen in the year ahead. And these, are, these will be in areas of personal growth, relationships, career, dreams and aspirations, and even my physical health and well-being. Then, instead of hoping that they magically happen overnight, I consider what small first steps I could take just this month or in the next two or three months that I could take to set me in the right direction towards these goals. And I might decide that some spell work may be called for in some or maybe even all of these. It's important to me to let my intuition take the wheel uh, in these beginning stages. Then I do my 12 card pull 
pulling one tarot card for each month of the year. And then I write each card down for each month of the year, comparing them to any events that I know that are coming up or that are going to take place or any deadlines that I've mentally set for myself uh, for certain goals. And then I take another look at my lists of goals and aspirations. Uh, some of you may think this is way too much planning. And of course, hardly anything ever turns out as planned. The universe is having way too much fun with us and has way too many lessons for us for that ever to be the case. And that's okay. Um, this is just my method. I have friends who wake up every day without a plan and seem to look at every day as a new adventure that could bring anything. Um, I envy that outlook sometimes, and I'm also absolutely terrified by it sometimes. To each their own. But this is a New Year episode, and plan, plan, I must. I do have a Capricorn midheaven after all. So however you decide to look at your year ahead, either as an opportunity to make plans and changes or as a new adventure just waiting to unfold before you, it's both, in my honest opinion, Remember the power of your intention. Remember that every single one of your decisions, actions, and achievements were once just a thought or a dream until you made it into something more. So whatever you decide to do with this time, magically or mundanely, communicate your desires into the universe with conviction. Write them down or speak them out loud. Infuse them with your magical energy however you see fit. Take some real-world action, of course, and then trust in the cosmic forces to align in your favor. As we embark on this new journey that is 2024, let's remember the importance of balance also. Balance, balance in all things. Just as day turns to night and then back again, find harmony within yourself and your craft. Embrace both light and shadow, knowing they are integral parts of the whole. And know that no change worth having will happen overnight. Nothing worth having ever comes easy, except maybe the occasional DoorDash. <laughs> I really want French fries right now, so that just came out of nowhere. I apologize. Okay. Before I conclude this 2024 introductory episode, I want to talk about what's to come. As I explained in my last episode of 2023, before the break, um, A is for Agrimony will be switching to every other week episode drops for the foreseeable future, but we will be sticking with the format. Fortune and Flora will continue on every other episode, and as we've finished with the Major Arcana on Season 1, we will be diving into the minor beginning with an episode on the suits in general. They are typically swords or daggers, wands or rods, cups or chalices, and pentacles or coins or discs. And since they are all ruled by a specific element, I will also be starting the new year with the elements, earth, air, fire, and water, and everything there is to know about them that can be squeezed into an episode, especially as they pertain to witchcraft. Uh, series that are still underway will be continued on with. They include the Daily Magic series, which I will be continuing on with Wednesdays and Mercury, and the Protection Magic's third and final installment, the fun one will be coming up as well. I really look forward to sharing more with you from my 
own personal experience, from books I've read, from teachers that I've learned from in the coming year. And I really hope that you're looking forward to it as well. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Instagram at a underscore is underscore for underscore agrimony, where uh, I did take a little break from posting over my year end break, but we'll be back to badgering all of you in no time, uh, as well as over on Facebook under a is for agrimony. You can reach out to me with questions, suggestions, stories, or whatever at reachmargo at a is for agrimony.com. Uh, and for some bonus content, you can join our little community over on Patreon at patreon.com slash A is for agrimony, where you will gain access to unedited video format episodes, weekly collective card readings, weekly chat threads, monthly spells that you get to vote on, um, and access to a private Facebook group where now I believe I will have much more time to have some fun lives and shares over the coming months. You can also visit aisforagrimony.com where I am slowly but surely working to post the entire catalog of information that I've been sharing on this podcast, plus some fun blog posts, recipes, spells, um, and the upcoming restock and shop update for the Coven Shop. Uh, it was an exciting 2023, and I hope to feel even more excited about 2024 when it comes to a close. Um, I want to offer you all my gratitude as well as gratitude to my spirit allies, ancestors, and deities, and I hope you all feel divinely guided and loved now and in the coming year. A good voyage to you all. May your intentions take root and flourish, and may magic weave through every aspect of your lives. And that is all that I have for you today. Please be well and have an amazing weekend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A is for Agrimony, Coffee Stained Notes on Witchcraft. If you like what you've been hearing, please drop me a review wherever you're listening. If you'd like some more content, please go to aisforagrimony.com, where you can find my blog, episode archive, spells and rituals, the living grimoire, and soon to come, the coven shop. You can follow me on Instagram at a underscore is underscore for underscore agrimony. That's an underscore in between each word over on threads under the same exact handle, or you can like my Facebook page at facebook.com slash a is for agrimony. Want to contact me? Shoot an email to reachmargo at a is for agrimony.com. And if you're interested in some exclusive bonus content, you can join the community over on Patreon at patreon.com slash A is for Agrimony, where I share early release unedited video format episodes, weekly collective card readings, monthly spells, occasional bonus content, and more to come. Again, thank you for listening, be well, and have an amazing weekend. I got to do some organization and cleaning around the house, which was absolutely necessary. <laughs> <sighs>
just got uh, given a heart attack. It's been so quiet all day, all day. All right, let me look out the window. Oh, look at that. No one is here. All right, cool. Thanks. They're dead. They're dead. You killed them. Good work. <laughs> that really scared the shit out of me. Um, <clears throat> what was I saying? <laughs>